Yo, welcome to episode one and nine of Just Another Knicks Fan, hosted by your host Jack F. And I just want to say happy um, MLK Day. Um, we know the significance of what he's done and what he got done for for the people, and you know the impact he's still continuing to have today. Um, also, you know, got the day off of work. Got to really appreciate you know everything that MLK did and. Um, being that this is a Knicks podcast, it was also Tom Thibodeau's birthday, and and the Knicks got their boot smoked on his B day, and uh, I think the the NBA should start stop making the Knicks play the Hornets on MLK Day because um, the last time the Knicks played the Hornets on MLK Day, I remember vividly the Knicks losing one eleven to sixty eight when they had Baron Davis and shit. So it's not a great memory, but. It is a memory, nonetheless, that some shit I had to live through. It was painful, painful two and a half hours. I mean, yesterday wasn't as bad as that game, bro. We lost about 43, bro. Um, this game was just it was just tough because um, all the free throws that the New York Knicks were missing, bro. Uh, I was like, come on, man, make your fucking free throws. And it was having a hard time making free throws. It was getting to the basket. It was getting some calls and couldn't make nothing, bro. Shit was crazy. Um... Yeah, there's a stretch where the calls weren't going their ways, but that don't mean that's why they lost, bro. It was getting smoked, and it was getting smoked the whole game. Um, after the second quarter, for the most part, it was thirty-four to thirty. Uh, we had a chance to cut it to two. RJ missed two free throws, and Topping missed some free throws. RJ Barrett missed some free throws. A collection of everyone missing free throws. Alec Burks missed a free throw quickly. Missed a free throw, so. Everybody chipped in on on missing the free throws, which was rather surprising when I saw quickly. Once I saw quickly miss the free throw, I like this shit's a wrap. It's a wrap, and it was it was after that. You know, um, the score was not reflective of the actual game and and the dominance of the Hornets had over the New York Knicks. Uh, the one positive was that um, I did have Miles Bridges on my fantasy team, and he put up numbers. A negative is that I also had Lamelo on my fantasy team and he didn't get to play, so. But Miles Bridges might have been able to make up for, uh, Lamelo Ball not playing, but I was surprised he was not playing, and I was happy I didn't get tickets to the game because if I did and then I found out Lamelo was not playing, I would have felt a type of way. But thankfully I didn't, and the next, I mean, shit, niggas got smoked. I didn't feel like all that shit. And plus, any game I go to now is it's gonna be hard to top that Knicks versus Celtics game. That's gonna, it's gonna be hard to top that. Let's just be honest. Um, but I'm gonna still go. I was actually at the KD game when he got hurt against the Pelicans, when he was going against his protege Brandon Ingram. So that was quite surprising. Um, I got tickets last minute. Um, we thought we was gonna be in level twenty. Um, let's just say that was not the case. And we ended up watching KD go off in the first quarter. Thought he had a potential buzzer beater, but uh, he got it off before the game time buzzer, but he didn't get it off before the shot clock violation. And um, then he got hurt. But I was at the game, and the Nets were just really spanking him early. And I didn't realize Ben um, Kevin Durant got hurt. I was like, oh, shit, he got hurt. I'm getting notifications. I'm getting text messages like, yo, yo, what happened to KD, bro? And I'm at the game, and I'm asking people who are not at the game, like, yo, what happened to KD Bryant, even though he got hurt? And he's like, where you at, bro? I was like, you at the Barclays, my guy. 
Like, how the fuck you not know what happened to KD? I was like, oh, I didn't know that shit happened, bro. But um, it's crazy because now he's out four to six weeks. So now he might miss the All-Star game. He might come back in March, mid-March. Who knows? But he'll be back before the playoffs. But this injury might help, I guess, in terms of the rest of the players, helping with their development and, and progression and also help Harden get his groove back. Kyrie Irving, you know, gets a feel for the ball as well. So there are some positives. And with the vaccine rules, this might benefit them in terms of uh, road court advantage that I was speaking on earlier, but this wasn't the way I planned it was going to go. Because you don't want KD to get hurt. He's fun to watch. So that was tough to see. But the Nets game, they also had some shit called the Netiverse. And um, I ain't gonna lie, it's pretty dope. They the first team to like do this 3D Google high pixelation, some 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 real 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 crypto tech metaverse shit. It was pretty creative. It looked pretty cool. But um, I look I'm gonna be looking forward to it when the Knicks uh give us a similar or the same or if not better technology. Uh, and this is happening to get on the first doesn't mean it's gonna be the best, but it's good to be introduced to something and see it firsthand. And the Nets fucking smoked these motherfuckers, man. Shit was crazy. They did. They smoked them. And they smoked them. The Knicks got smoked, bro. But we did beat the Hawks. We did beat the Hawks. Again. So that was cool. We showed Kevin Knox mad love. So that was cool. And now yesterday's game, um, RJ Barrett played good. Yeah, we just, we just, we just, they just played better. And, and they wanted it more. Um, the Knicks had a hard time maneuvering around that zone defense. Like, oh my God, this is his zone defense. How do I? Oh, why do I do anything? Oh, zone defense. I'm not no genius, bro. But I remember when I played basketball, they always the mid post is where how you crack the zone defense. So why why wasn't Obi in there more often? Why wasn't RJ Barrett or Julius Randle or somebody in the mid post making moves happen? Is that's the way to that's how you bust that shit open. Uh, you know, Nick spent a lot of time meandering around the perimeter hoping uh some shit would open up. Um, but it didn't work. I mean Evan Fournier was having a great stretch, but um he had a pedestrian game, it was cool. Um, you know, Knicks were bound to have one of these games. So I'm not surprised that they did have one of these games. Uh, it was just surprising. Um, the fact that the game was in the garden, that that they were doing this meandering. And the fact that it's Coach Thibodeau's, it's like your coach's birthday, bro. Like, I got to show more heart. Like I said, just a lot of missed free throws. Like, RJ Barrett, again, had one of those great stretches. You know, he did his thing yesterday. Um, you know, even when the Knicks were down 20, they had a couple of shots that they made. It just didn't count. The Knicks had a lot of mo- momentum-breaking plays, bro. A lot of lack of discipline. But um, there's one game. Uh, we have a chance. The Knicks have a chance to rebound against Minnesota Timberwolves uh, tonight, actually. Uh, playing against Ant-Man, Edwards, Clinton Towns. So it's going to be a, an interesting matchup. It's not going to be no walk in the park. Um, record is very similar for both teams, hovering around 500. I'm not sure where exactly Minnesota is in the standings, but I know Min- uh, the Kings are like 11th place, so... And they're below 500, so so they're in the hunt. Both teams are in the hunt, trying to make shit happen. And 
Today's going to be a critical game, but I just feel like after what happened yesterday, I expect the New York Knicks to play better, and maybe it's a good thing that they're playing back-to-back because um, it, gets them back, it gets them back on the court right away. And I think after a game like yesterday, um, they need to get back on the court. And also, yesterday's game was, was during the afternoon, and, and at least today's game is in the evening, so they get more of a rest than your normal back-to-back will be. And, and that's valid. That's valid. Um, still, it was like a boring ass game, man. To be honest, unless obviously you're a Hornets fan, but from a Knicks fan perspective, you know, it was like, all right, man, you might they might just do something, you know. But they did it. They tried, but they they didn't really do much. Um, I wonder how the Hornets announced because they be lit. They 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 must have been loud as hell and hella proudful, prideful. I'm calling the game yesterday, and you know I saw some other crazy shit. Oh, uh, where Stephen Adams just picked up Tony Bradley on the Bulls. Um, John Moran and Tony Bradley got into a little confrontation, and Adams said, "I'm gonna break this um, altercation up. I'm gonna just pick you up and take you on the other side of the court." And Tony Bradley had no uh, other option but to respect what um, Stephen Adams, Stephen Adams did, and. This is the first of many times that he has done this. And I think it will probably happen in the future, too. And then after that incident happened, I went to watch a Stephen Adams compilation of, I guess, being in altercations. And, and honestly, bro, it don't look like anything ever phased this dude. Like, he got elbowed in the face by mistake. He got intentionally elbowed in the mistake. He got punched in the face. And he just brushes it off like nothing happened and literally worries about the next player. You know, obviously he look like Aquaman. He give he give everybody the Aquaman vibes and shit, and that's totally respected, because he does give us Aquaman vibes. Um, he went came into the league with no tats. Then he got a whole sleeve done, man bun. Then he had a mustache. Now he bearded up. You know, he just man child straight. He got Zion saying, "Bro, I thought I was strong, but Stephen Adams is strong." So, um, yeah, he picked up Tony Bradley like it was nothing yesterday, and um. Russell Westbrook also had a crazy banger yesterday. And, you know, Westbrook's been taking a lot of flack lately. And um, he made some plays yesterday. And it helped the Lakers win, which was much needed for them as well. And we're going to see what happens moving forward with the Lakers. Trade deadline coming up. And the new ta- the new term has been coined, which is called Leviction. Leviction. So L-E underscore eviction. We just... With the Lakers, you know, they're designed to be successful as often as much as they can. So I wouldn't be surprised if trades are made. And I heard Joey Gatto, a.k.a. Frank Vogel's on the hot seat for the Lakers as well. So on a game-by-game analysis, basically, he's walking on eggshells. His days are numbered if they don't get this shit together. And it's going to be interesting. Um, The Knicks with Cam Reddish, we got a whole deep-ass squad. Just got to figure this shit out. And it's going to be interesting how we play, how this shit play out. Um, the Knicks play the Wolves today. Hopefully we grab this one. And, um, yeah, that's all I got for now, man. We got our boot smoke yesterday. The Rams did some boot smoking. Odell Beckham, good to see him get a playoff win. Got his TD catch, you know, fucking got a, a 40-yard pass. Threw the 40-yard pass as well. Shout out to Odell. I'm glad Buda Baker's going to be good. And, um, yeah, I predict the 49ers are going to win. They won. Uh, I predict the Steelers are going to win. They got smoked. 
And what other game I played? I, I didn't really care about the Eagles Buccaneers game, so. And that game was horrible to watch as well. But um, this episode 109, you heard your boy Jack F. Get out of here, man. Go next.